You're listening to Look at My Records. This is the Mackenzie Tapes Winter Preview. First in a series of seasonal episodes that I've decided I'm going to do this year to preview what's coming up on the Mackenzie Tapes. Last year, I did them a little sporadically. I think I did them by month sometimes. Maybe if I didn't really have anything lined up for an episode. But now, I decided going to be a seasonal thing so stay tuned for the spring preview episode in a couple of months but right now it's the winter preview episode and hardcore followers of the site are probably thinking hey that first song was not a preview it's already up on the site but i didn't want to neglect the great january tapes we shared on the mckenzie tapes site really great performance from polvo very early in their career, the North Carolina band put on a great show at CBGB's on January 17th, 1992. And they were a part of an incredible lineup that also includes Sebado. We'll play a track of theirs from that show very shortly. We unfortunately don't have any tape of Luna, who also performed on the show. And Super Chunk. It's really interesting. A very early time in the careers of all of those legendary indie rock bands. Luna hadn't even released Luna Park yet. It wouldn't come out until later that year. Super Chunk, only two albums in at that point. They released No Pocky for Kitty the year before. And Sebado, I guess really the only band that was kind of in a stride, but... They still hadn't put out their best work yet, in my opinion. Harmacy would come out later, Bake Sale as well. But really interesting glimpse of indie rock history at a big turning point for a lot of these bands. And the song we heard by Paul, though, to kick off the show was called The Curtain Remembers, which also appeared on an album that they didn't release until the year after. Core Crane Street, their debut LP, released in 1992 on North Carolina's Merge Records. Of course, Polvo, also from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Very appropriately, as far as the timing is concerned of this tape, Merge is reissuing that record, along with their second album, my personal favorite Polvo record, Today's Active Lifestyles. They'll be in stores February 28th. And what a cool show. It was really interesting to listen to these two sets from Polvo and Sebado. We'll play a song by Sebado basically in the next minute. But to also read about it, there's two articles that are linked on the entry for this at themckenziatapes.com of a New York Times profile of Sebado from... Before the show, I believe it was published on the day of the show, which was January 17, 1991, and then a nice review of the show in the New York Times right after it. So check that out. It's all at themckenziatapes.com. And right now we're going to play one of my favorite Sebado songs, Two Years, Two Days. It would appear on their 1993 album, Bubble and Scrape, but here they are playing it two years earlier on January 17th. 1991 at CBGB's in the East Village of Manhattan. 
smoke me. Two words, smoke me. Nice and slow.
um, single is called Fishing.
You're listening to the Mackenzie Tapes Winter Preview. Thank you for joining me today. Loved the sound quality of the Sebado Polvo tape from CBGB's on January 17th, 1992. We kicked off that set with Two Years, Two Days by Sebado. And of course, as mentioned before that set, that song would appear on their 1993 album, Bubble and Scrape which was released on Sub Pop. After that, My Heroine by Rage to Live, band fronted by my friend Glenn Morrow. Show happened at the Palladium. Not sure of the exact date. January 1987, of course, Rage to Live, formed by Glenn as a side project to the individuals, another legendary Hoboken act. Members of Rage to Live included Rich Grula on bass, Bob Riley on drums, and Ed Tomney on guitar. We heard the song My Heroine, which is off of their 1987 self-titled debut. Oop, 1986. Year before I was born, and it was the first ever release on Bar None Records. Glenn's now at the helm of that label. Pretty cool. After Rage to Live, we heard Super Chunk playing what they described during the set as a new song called Cast Iron. It would appear on their second LP, No Pocky for Kitty. The show happened on February 9th, 1991, 
and they would release No Pocky for Kitty in May of that year. And we wrapped up that set with a song by Gumball called Pre. Performed at Maxwell's on February 11th, 1991. We've got a pretty good documentation of this three-day period of live music in the New York City area, as you'll see. I'll be posting these tapes shortly, but there was a lot going on. We have Gumball Teenage Fan Club at Maxwell's on February 11th, 1991. This Super Chunk show from CBGB's on February 9th, 1991 with Gumball. Teenage Fan Club also played that show. And we have the tape. We won't be playing a song from that one in this episode. We'll be playing a song from their Maxwell set. But we heard Pre by Gumball, as I mentioned, that song off of their 1991 album, Special Kiss. Funny, mentioning Teenage Fan Club, Gumball and Teenage Fan Club were Friends, there's a song on Special Kiss called You Know, written by both of the bands, both performed by the bands. Okay, let's move on to another song from this show by a different band, Teenage Fan Club. Again, this is a show that happened at Maxwell's on February 11th, 1991. We'll be posting the tape this week. You're about to hear Teenage Fan Club performing Everything Flows. From their 1990 album, A Catholic Education, you're listening to Look at My Records. This is the Mackenzie Tapes Winter Preview. Thanks a lot. This song's called Everything Flows.
Well, thanks, Brendan.
Danke, Shane. is very small.
Fuck yeah, that set was sick, and we're back. Were you surprised to hear some of the songs you heard in that set? I kind of just told you there was a Teenage Fan Club song coming up from Maxwell's, February 11th, 1991. But did you expect to hear Billy Corgan right after that? I'm not sure, but it was the very next day Smashing Pumpkins performed at CBGB's on February 12th, 1991, you heard Rhinoceros from Gish, their first ever LP, which wasn't even out yet. Another one. You're hearing a band before they even put out an album. It wasn't released until May of that year. And then after that, we heard Velvet Crush. This time, Velvet Crush they also performed on this show with Smashing Pumpkins, February 12th, 1991. But I wanted to keep the episode around an hour, so I didn't include a song from that show. Instead, Velvet Crush played at Maxwell's about a month later, March 5th, 1991. And we heard the song Drive Me Down from the Providence, Rhode Island band's 1991 album, in the presence of greatness to wrap up that set. Hey, February and March of 1991. Pretty cool. Wish I was around for that. But I wasn't. Well, I was, but I wasn't of show attending age. They probably wouldn't let a toddler into CBGBs because there's three years old to four years old at that point is that still a toddler yeah i think so whatever they wouldn't let a young child into cbgb's in their early 90s or else i would have been there you guys i would uh next set's coming up we got it queued up and it's it's gonna start out a little crazy we got some dinosaur jr at the ritz doing what they do best Making your eardrums bleed, going crazy, making a lot of noise from February 18th, 1989. And then we're just going straight into DB's related shit, including Peter Holsapple performing a couple of songs live on WFMU in 1983 and the DB's performing at the Ritz. So we got two Ritz shows back to back, the DB's little bit before maybe about eight years before 1982 in february of 82 and then we'll be back and i've got a special treat to end the show you're listening to the mckenzie tapes winter preview on look at my records
Thanks a lot. Can we have some light over here? In this corner, sports fans, we have a new attraction. You got it? Okay. The horns of plenty. Sleep. 
bid for a, a cover on a Dave Edmonds album. We shall see whether that happens or not. But it's called uh, Not Cool. Too late. It's too late to call you. And if I tried to, it'd wake you. Too late. It's too late to worry. I'm in no big hurry. I won't try you, which is not cool, not at all. I try, I try not to listen when I hear them hissing all about you. They say that I bought the big one, so I buy the bullet. And pull through, which is not cool, not at all. Why people act the way they will do sometimes? Why am I busy asking you, you don't know? You're home and doing something else with someone, which is not cool. Not cool, not cool, not cool. I know if I called you right now, we could sort out somehow, but it's past two, which is not cool. Not at all. Oh, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. All right, yeah. Harkin for a Dave Edmonds cover on that not one. Cool. Not cool. <laughs> but uh, has any of these Story songs? Not <laughs> one song I'd like to do um, is by Blind Willie McTell, um, who's a great, great blues guitarist, played 12-string guitar uh, from Atlanta. And uh, it's a song, uh, actually David Bromberg did a lot of his stuff. He did a song called Little Delia on mm -hmm. his first album, which is a great song. And uh, we were talking about Bromberg a little while ago, but he was very impressive to see. He's one of those people that I thought, well, if this guy can do it, certainly I can do it as well. And so that's why I took my little, my little No Nebraska show out on the road. This song's called You Got to Die. <laughs> best prepare yourself for you got to die you had best prepare yourself for you got to die might be tomorrow you can't know the minute or the hour you had best prepare yourself for you got to die you had best to live in union, for you got to die. You had best to live in. Might be tomorrow. 
you can't know the minute or the hour You had best live in union You got to die know the minute or the hour you had best to live together for you got to die you had best turn to Jesus for you got to die you had best to turn to it might be tomorrow you can't know the minute or the hour Oh, you had best to turn to Jesus For you got to die You had best prepare yourself For you got to die You had best prepare yourself You got to die It might be tomorrow you can't know the minute or the hour You had best prepare yourself For you got to die, you got to die All right, wonderful. That's so... Blind Willie. Blind Willie McTell. What a delightful set that was. I really enjoyed myself listening to Dinosaur Jr. performing In a Jar from Your Living All Over Me, released in 1988 on SST? I don't know. I forget. It's either 87 or 88. I was going to look it up, but I thought not being sure whether it's 87 or 88 would add some comic relief to the program. So there you go. Someone, let me know what year. It's one of those. I'm going with 88. Well, no, I'm going to go with 87, actually, because it's my birth year, and I feel lucky about it. Dinosaur Jr. performing at the Ritz on February 18th, 1989. Were they still called Dinosaur at that point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, actually. It's possible. I think... That's around the time they changed and added the Junior. After Dinosaur Junior, we heard the DBs performing Livin' a Lie on February 22nd, 1982 at the very same venue, the Ritz, which you know now as Webster Hall. Newly renovated venue last year. And... That song appeared on their 1982 album. It's actually the first track. Album's called Repercussion, one of my favorite records ever. Check it out. I love the DBs. Big part of the greater Hoboken, New York City music scene in the early 1980s. One of my favorite bands of all time. And keeping it within the DBs wrapped up that set with a really, really cool performance by Peter Holsapple of the DBs on WFMU. 
on February 25th, 1983. So right, well, a year, a year and a couple of days after they played at the Ritz, and he played "Not Cool" from their 1984 album, like this. And as you heard him explain, he played an interesting cover in that set. A song called You Got to Die by Blind Willie Mitchell. And there's more DB's content coming up to end the show. Hey, if you like the DB's, if you like R.E.M., and if you like Robin Hitchcock, I got good news for you. They're all involved in this last song. Back in March of 1989, the three of them put on a benefit show for leukemia research at Cubby Bar in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, excuse me. It's called the Cubby Bear is the name of the bar in Chicago, Illinois on March 5th, 1989. And it's Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptians, Peter Halsapple, and Peter Buck of R.E.M. And the... Three of them performed together as worst case scenario during this set. And we're going to hear a Beatles cover. You can't do that. Featuring all three of them. Mr. Peter Buck of R.E.M. Mr. Peter Halsapple of the DBs and Mr. Robin Hitchcock of himself. Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptians. Robin Hitchcock and the Venus Three, the Soft Boys. This is a really cool one. So I hope you enjoyed the McKenzie Tapes winter preview. These tapes will all be up within the next month, especially the ones from February 9th through 12th, 1991. I just got to get them on the site to be able to listen to the whole thing very soon. Thanks for listening to Look at My Records. I'm not sure of all the words.
Thank you. 